sorry guys, I'm feeling kind of tired. I didn't have any caffeine. Well, you got that. I know, but it's got very little caffeine. Yeah, chug it. You got it. Oh, I could get you um, a, like a, a knife. You could shotgun it. Well, it's a little too late for that because there's uh, only like third of it left. But I appreciate the sentiment. Yeah, I'm making cold brew, even though it's a pretty chilly morning. You know, for summer. You know, it's like sixty out, fifty out. Is it? Yeah. Sixty-six. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm tired of uh, of the moisture though. The oh, humidity. Geez. I am so fucking sick of the humidity, man. It's not the heat. <laughs> well, it's not the heat. This is definitely the wettest July I've ever experienced in upstate New York. Yeah, like, there's been flash flooding like a dozen times in yep. this month. Um, yeah, it's basically raining every day. Um, it started with the um, the the tropical depression or whatever that was like a, started as a hurricane out. And it was the one we talked about that was going to, like, potentially Elsa. knock down. Yeah, Elsa, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, um, yeah. I yeah, know. I was editing uh, the episode that, uh, so apologies that you guys didn't get an episode last week, but it's in production and it will be out soon. Um, I don't want to put a date on it because I'm not sure, but you will be getting a, you'll, one week you'll get a double up and it's going to be a fantastic episode. Yeah. It's just not done yet. Um but I was editing that episode, and it was when we had that really wild, like, thunderstorm with, like, some pretty fucking intense lightning that was sometime last week. I don't know, remember what day. But I had my headphones on, and, like, I heard the storm come, and I was like, I should really stop doing this. Like, I should stop editing this. It's not good to have headphones on during a lightning storm. Um, because the static builds up and like it can like really damage your yeah like arcs across your ears yeah. and like cooks your brain and like one internal it can lightning do that strike. or it can damage your eardrums like there's just a whole host of reasons to not do it I never um, even thought of that like the risks of headphones during like lightning uh, strikes of your house well it's not even just a light if the lightning strikes your house it's like the static buildup can da- can like create charges that damage your eardrums wow um it's the same with like the old like handheld telephone use i had a friend whose dad when i was growing up uh he was on the phone during a thunderstorm and uh the static buildup and the really intense lightning caused a like a charge to go through and burst his eardrum and he what he was deaf in that ear holy shit supremely stupid of me as like a sound engineer to risk that but i did get like a zap like a um like a really intense like i was just joking like that's an actual thing that's an actual thing yeah absolutely it's an actual thing that's really Um, terrifying it was really scary because it was like a zap that i felt like through both of my ears and kind of in my head and i so i did the like i like threw my headphones off like instantly just like hands to cups like threw them off I was super shaken. Um, and it just felt, I just felt like on top of it, like being, I wouldn't say it was painful, but it was very uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and I was really shaken after it happened. Like what, what could have been, you know? Yeah. I'm fine. I mean, everything's fine. All my equipment's fine. Do you uh, have like superpowers now? Is this I like wish. an origin story? No, no. My only superpower is uh, wanting to sleep till 10 every day and <laughs> not being able to. You uh, you become an X-Men, but you're, you're quiet storm. <laughs> <laughs> she can level any audio. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, no one talks about how climate change is going to affect your favorite podcasts. Yeah. It's true. You know? We don't talk about that enough. 
But yeah, it's been wild. The flooding up here. Did you guys see the flooding in Germany? Yeah. Yeah, that was awful. Oh my God. I mean, it's just like a moving mass of debris. It was very German debris. It was like... It's like, like wooden barrels. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, it was like a brown. Schnitzel. Yeah. Like a big brown mass of things. Um, no, I mean, the, it's, it's just like, it's apocalyptic flooding. Yeah. Um, and it came out of nowhere. Like, they were not expecting this at all. There was no warning that it was coming. Wow. And, and out east in uh, Rensselaer County, several uh, significant, recently... Uh, uh, rehabbed uh roads got washed out yeah our yep. friend august his wife got stuck at work because yeah. like all the roads were washed out he had to bring his uh his big truck yeah go pick her up wow but i gotta say it's doing numbers for my berries yeah, yeah the yeah, berries my, are very good this my, season my, my berries yeah. are which makes it worth popping it. Yeah, yeah you know <laughs> someone else's loss is my gain yeah you know the world keeps spinning yeah just um, think about the berries <laughs> But yeah, no, it's, it's definitely a, a ridiculously wet season up here. Um, we had a really dry early uh, spring, we too. Did. We had like a month with like almost no rain, and now we have like a month of almost nothing but rain. Yep. Goofy. Goofy and uh, disconcerting. Um, a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. You know, it's also disconcerting. Uh, screaming and vomiting at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I think you mean scrometing. Scrometing. Yeah, this is care of uh, NBC News. Yeah, um, even though this is definitely going to sound like a early uh, South Park uh, episode, or like or a four chan troll. Yeah, yeah, which it very well might be. NBC News has has I think picked up. They have stuff, fallen for stuff from anonymous. Yeah, I remember before. Um, what was the Jenk? Oh yeah, yeah. Jenkum. It was the thing where people were getting high off of Jenkum. poop. Jankum, yes. Jankum. Jankum. Yeah, Jankum. guys, remember that? <laughs> no, yeah. man, that was that was back when trolling meant something. Yeah, that was back when we trolled for a purpose. But I feel like if you're trolling just random individual people on the internet, that's like low level. That's some p- petite uh, trolling activity, you know? Yeah. Uh, but if you're trolling like million dollar, uh, you know, accredited uh, journalists. Um, then that's like top tier. Yeah, trolling. that's trolling for good. Yeah, but yeah, so scrometing. Yeah, Chris, do you want to describe what's going on here? All right. Um, so it uh, apparently, um, according to NBC News, we have to underscore <laughs> NBC like NBC News. Um, the the whole uh, trope of like man, the weed these days it's uh so it's, it's too it's, strong. It's too strong. It's like a whole different thing. It's like I've definitely experienced being higher than I wanted to be off of like, you know, that loud. Um but uh allegedly um there are people that are smoking um uh, you know, modern cannabis in Colorado specifically this the story centered in um who are getting outrageously high and apparently involuntarily screaming while vomiting it's called cannabinoid hypermesis syndrome that sounds scientific as fuck but now known to healthcare workers as scrometing a <laughs> mashup of screaming and vomiting uh it's popped up with increasing frequency in hospitals in colorado uh, what did they say? It's something like um, the ER at Parkview Medical Center in Pueblo saw only five scrometing cases in t- 2009. This has been going on for years. So much scrometing. 
um, but now um, NBC News has a piece of shit website that uh, when your phone turns sideways, <laughs> uh, um, it's like you better log in, motherfucker. M- moves to a completely different spot in the story. Um, uh, by 2018, the number had risen to more than 120. Jesus, uh-huh. they should they should have added three. If we're making this up, they made should have made it four twenty. So you know <laughs> they should have just made it four hundred. I mean, like you know, I I hope that this isn't real. It sounds fake as fuck because, like, I don't know. I have you either of you ever had a symptom of involuntary screaming? <laughs> like that seems like a typically voluntary thing, unless like you're literally being like tortured or something. And maybe that's the cause of the screaming. Yeah. But you'd you'd think they'd call it like, I don't know, agony plus vomiting, like agonot vomiting or something. Yeah, extreme pain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they don't even describe it as extreme pain. Just like screaming. (laughs) Well, they're also talking about it in the context of psychosis and people like uh, experiencing psychotic episodes after smoking these extremely high percent th like some of these these blends are like 30 to 40 percent thc like moon rocks that's outrageous yeah like it's that's, basically like it, you're smoking crystal weed and so, for somebody who like does have some sort of underlying like schizophrenia or bipolar disorder that hasn't really like that hasn't presented yet like yeah any kind of hallucinogen can absolutely trigger a psychosis mm-hmm. um so I don't know if that has anything to do with the scraw the with the scraw element of scrometing. Um I mean maybe, yeah. It sounds psychological, which it is It also yeah. sounds like I don't know, and and I it sounds like like a pesticide or something to me. Like vomiting? I mean That's I don't a good know. point. Like yeah, mushroom yeah. and ac- mushrooms and acid can make you vomit, so you know, can they ever. but I mean, like mushrooms are very chemically different than THC. I mean, like the whole the whole array of cannabinoids that exist in weed. It like the, the, as far as I can tell, the medical community says like the LD fifty for like any of them is like insane. Like you'd need to eat an edible made from like god D- dozens of pounds of like the most extreme bud ever to, to like. Get, even approach something that is like medically concerning um yeah but i'm just saying that hallucinogens act on the brain in similar ways yeah. and not all vomiting is chemically induced people yeah. vomit from anxiety nausea so, yeah 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 and and typically weed is like uh used as like an anti-nausea for like cancer yeah. patients and, and an anti-anxiety well, but but everybody Whoa. knows a time yeah <laughs> where you know it went a little yeah. too much yeah, yeah. The, the 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 wheat the herb is a it's a it's a a, a fickle uh host um or you know it's gonna say mistress but i didn't want to like gender the or herb. mister <laughs> yeah, yeah or mister well the the jury's out on whether scrometing is total bullshit or not um if you've ever scrometed uh please write to us and let us know about <laughs> yeah your ex- we would love experience. to hear from you about um, that yeah, and if you if if you find yourself scrometing and you want you know to document the uh, audio evidence, um, also you know just yeah, just hit hit record, hit record as soon as possible, and then just send it to Ironweeds uh, Pod at gmail dot com. Yeah, yeah. What we may play your scrometing <laughs> on the air. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, that's a um, it it sounds a little bit like bullshit, but we'll find out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, until until then, no cop shit, mids only. Uh, <laughs> just, Bring back know. mids, man. Yeah. I yeah. don't know, like these. 
It it is getting to be a bit much. It's too much. Like the yeah. the, 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 the 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 concentrates where they put it in like in the you gotta you gotta burn it on a nail thing. Yeah. It's it's too much. Like we, we want just just get we high sound like and, old people. Yeah, just <laughs> we, just just get high and watch Con Air. It's fine. You don't yeah. need to find find new new journey new new places yeah. to go with weed it's fine the first time well like you want your gravy wavy but like this shit's like the perfect storm you know there you go the waves yeah they're, they're, they're too big they're too big they're yeah. too big you're gonna need a bigger boat um so i made a work trip uh to buffalo this week and i have to tell you that i saw so many signs for india walton uh their new socialist mayor yeah uh, a lot of popular support, um, and that that was uplifting. Also, had some really good food. Oh yeah, cool. what kind yeah. of good food did you have in in Buffalo? Um, I actually had Viet- Vietnamese. Which oh yeah, was super great. Cool. Yeah. And then I sampled some of the local beers. Very nice. delicious. Nice. Any hey, buffalo wings? No, no, I didn't. Probably should have though. Yeah, yeah. They're the same. Go, go back. They're the same everywhere. <laughs> go, go. No, go back right now. <laughs> go eat some buffalo wings. I doubt they're better than Ale House. Yeah. This episode brought to you by... <laughs> That'd be cool, though, actually. <laughs> yeah. Sponsored by yeah. Alhouse? Yeah. yeah, hit us up. I don't know. That yeah. place is pretty reactionary. I don't know about that. Well, they, they got a pretty good bean burger, so... So it all cancels out. I don't out. trust you when you say that. <laughs> I don't trust you. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, uh, um, long-time listeners will remember that... Uh, we... Uh, Troy is a really dysfunctional city. <laughs> uh, you don't even have to listen to the show to know that. You could just live here and 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 notice that nothing works. But uh, the, I don't uh, think that's fair. Troy's a great city, and lots of things work. Yeah, pretty decent public transit. Uh, not run by the city, which helps. Yeah. <laughs> but a um, uh, uh, cool thing is that um, so. Uh, back in like 2010, uh, our mayor bulldozed City Hall, uh, and and like uh, New Year's Eve, so that no one would notice. <laughs> and, Man, uh, I always forget that it was on New Year's Eve. Yeah, what a fucking wild ride. Yeah, but yeah. It was. Uh, it was 2011. 2011. He did that. Um, Tatunjan did that. Uh. Uh, because at the time it was like, wow, Troy is like getting a renaissance. We're going to be the next Brooklyn, which people are still saying. And like, we just need to destroy this city hall right now yeah. because the market is so hot. Someone's going to want to build something immediately. Yeah. <laughs> and- Especially if we just leave it as a rubble pile yeah. for like several months. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so here we are uh, literally 10 years later and it's still a giant hole in the ground. <laughs> Yep. Uh, in the like dead center of the city uh they've tried four times to build something each time uh it's been uh, a bad idea uh and um uh everyone said no and yep. uh and so nothing has gotten built uh and this last time they hired um hoboken brownstone from jersey city oh to, yeah yeah to build something uh, that was like some sort of like mixed use thing with some public uh, space component, yeah, pu- public private partnership. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like the, the problem is always that like in a place in like the nicest places of a city ha- are the most expensive to build in because the land value is high, and usually you have lots of stuff 
already underground that you need to move, right? Because you're in the middle of a city, and especially an old city, you know, you, you build and rebuild sewer and pipes and stuff. Yeah. And all of that is happening here. I mean, it's like a 20, 20 foot grade change from like where the, the river is, like the actual uh, ground of the site to where uh, the roadbed is that you would want to meet is like, it's like 20, like two stories already. Yeah. And, and there's a bunch of utilities underground so it's just like a really fucked up uh expensive place to uh build and so um it's taken forever and it's taking so long that all of the grants that we've gotten to build um uh, uh something on that site it, uh are um expiring yeah so we've had to wow. so we, like everyone so now everyone's trying to get like the state uh, senators and congressmen Breslin and and, and everyone to uh, um, uh, like extend our deadline <laughs> so that we can finally build something. And for folks who aren't like familiar with the area, this is uh, like the, probably the most prime real estate in the city. Yep. It's in the center of downtown. It's right on the Hudson. Yep. It's right next to uh, where the farmer's market is held. Yep. It's right next to the like huge monument in Troy that is like the landmark for the city. Yep. Um, it does not get choicer than one monument square. Yeah. And it's also around a bunch of like really well-maintained historical architecture. It's a be it's beautiful yeah. there, it's which has been another concern, right? Yeah. Is like, what are people, what is somebody going to put up? What is it going to look like? Yeah, yeah. Is it going to look like shitty new construction? I mean, it is going to look is. like, yeah. because it, it will yeah. be shitty new construction. I mean, Troy's got, a recent case for understanding how much it's preserving its architectural like you know facade is um asset like you know hbo just came in and paid the city however many uh million or whatever to basically use the downtown right where this new construction would be as like basically a set for a period piece and yeah the, uh, uh when, when, as they were filming the gilded age they used the pit uh to put their makeup trailers in yeah, the yeah. pit where this this proposed building site. Yeah, yeah. maybe it should just stay a rubble pile. I mean, can <laughs> we, can, it's a very useful rubble pile. Yeah, so very there's convenient. like there's like a grant that we're we're trying to to chase as there's a city. There's like four. We we, ha, we already have. Well, I mean, the way that all these the grants for this kind of stuff work are always like the state or what you know whatever entity that the grant comes from is going to give you uh, X amount of dollars, and you need to put pony up like the same amount or some percentage of X. Is, um, and like we always have a hard time getting that money all put together or uh you know like the phasing never works out so it's it's just like it's a it's a total mess you know what i think they should do there hatchet throwing bar <laughs> that's gonna <laughs> that stuff is gonna last forever obviously yeah. that's not that's not a fad that's no one's, that's a <laughs> no one's ever gonna get tired of throwing hatchets no no like especially <laughs> especially drunk yeah yeah i mean what could go wrong uh, obviously, you know, like the sh the insurance for that isn't going to be a problem. Yeah, so many of the proposals for this spot have been so stupid, though. Like, the one of them was the movie theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were going to do a bow tie cinema front yeah. property. Why yeah. would you build a, a place where people go and sit in a dark room and dark stare at a screen? <laughs> Especially because we already have a historical Reno movie theater to do the old porno theater that's like still sitting shuttered. Well, yeah. and we have a Proctor's Theater. We have, yeah, yeah. We have like, a full theater yeah. that, is, that when they renovated the whole building, they left the theater just, like, 
stabilized in there. So there is like a whole theater in there that is stabilized and not, but just like looks like shit. Wow. That we could turn into something, but no one has tried yet. Hmm. So yeah. Uh, but yeah, so the, the, again, the whole problem though, and we can just put a cap on it to say this is that you have a very expensive place to build, uh, which means that uh, the margin of profit is very small. And uh, the o- so then the only thing that you can do to make it as big as possible is to get a very um, wealthy tenant in there. And that's hard to attract for a city of 50,000, uh, especially uh, when you can't say, like, the building will be done at this time. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's not. It's a it's a hard, a sticky wicket, as they call it. <laughs> so you know, I'm I'm out here. Uh, you know, we're doing body shots. Um, COVID's over. Um, mouth if, kissing. If, if you want it, lots of mouth kissing. No, I I, I joke though uh, because there's like this really weird internal discordant feeling I have uh, right now as it relates to like COVID because you know we just got out of what like a year and a half of things being like totally shut down and everyone wearing masks and blah, blah, blah. And now in our region, we have like a majority of adults who have gotten the vaccine. So most stores and everything else are like, you know, mask off and, you know, life full fascist has, has like <laughs> every, every know. small business owner is, you know, like comes yeah. out and says like, yeah, I, you know, I, I want an authoritarian state that yeah. where I can tell people what to do. You know? <laughs> But yeah, we we're in this situation where um, locally it feels like this is over, but um, the facts on the ground are proving that it's not. And, you know, nobody really knows what the future is going to bring in terms of like changes to our, our lifestyle, etc. Uh, as it relates to this virus. But the uh, stats are extremely troubling because um, the COVID uh, numbers are going way up uh, everywhere, basically. And uh, not really everywhere. Not everywhere? I mean, here they're very flat still. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's in it's in Arkansas and Florida. Well, I guess and Texas yeah. and uh, Missouri. Like it's it's in a lot of the places that you would expect it to be very very bad. Uh, yeah, but because like, the vaccination rates are in like the thirty percent range. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's disturbing. Well, when I said everywhere, I meant like globally mostly like oh, you're still okay. seeing it going up in japan and they're like yeah. doing the olympics and like in real time <laughs> yeah, they're yeah, like yeah. uh maybe uh fuck uh, yeah. uh and uh, indonesia it's yeah got, it's it's going up in indonesia and brazil again but united states we're number one baby most most covid cases per day united states still still yeah jesus we we beat we even beat though them. we hoarded and are still hoarding all of like them. all the vaccines yeah. you know like eighty thousand cases, shit. I think, uh, on Friday, which was uh, yeah. last Friday, which is uh, higher than any other. But what's uh, different from before? I think from like the first and second wave of COVID and is ha- and is how much more regional this one appears to be. Yeah, like there are places in the country that have almost no new COVID that have very very small amounts of new COVID cases, and there are other parts of the country that are doing as badly as they were doing. A year ago. Yeah. Um, and it all has to do with vaccination rates. Yeah. And it's not that you can't catch. We have friends uh, who are currently quarantining, who are fully vaccinated, who traveled to Texas and caught it. Um, and it's really fucked up. And part of it is that it's it's not that once you're vaccinated, you're immune or even so much that like you're necessarily less likely to go to the hospital. But the problem, like you're less likely to spread it. and 
when you are in a when you have a virus that like is as highly contagious as this spread is everything. And so because our numbers here are so low, it just means generally speaking, fewer people are getting it. I'm not saying people shouldn't still take precautions living here too. And all this could change yeah, no, in an instant. I mean, yeah. all this could change overnight. Yeah. Um, but I think that's why life looks so different in so many different parts of this country mm-hmm. is because, you know, in some places the the containment was, done a lot more effectively and there wasn't this cultural barrier to getting large numbers of adults to get vaccinated i mean 30 percent in oklahoma right david you were saying uh in in, yeah in parts of oklahoma but uh in arkansas in arkansas yeah yeah, it's like 30 yeah maybe even 20 yeah it's like 70 percent in new york state i think we're at 65 or something over 18 wow but you know like that is it so, someone who has learned to code, please do this thing <laughs> where, um, you know, because there, it is difficult to understand why, like, like why some people are more susceptible than others, even though you have a vaccine, even though you wore a mask or whatever, right? And it's just like this numbers game where, like, the, the there's all these different conditions that overlap. So, like, if you're vaccinated, you have, you know, a really good chance of not getting it. But then that gets superseded by, like constant exposure being indoors uh um uh you know having underlying conditions uh, there's like all these other things that you can stack on top of each other to the point where it's like now you go from having a five percent chance of getting covid to having 25 percent chance and then like and then you can't get it right and yeah. it's like and, and and then of course then now you, you're dealing with the delta variant that's 60 percent more contagious than the alpha variant variant that started in in uh, Britain, which was sixty percent more contagious than the original COVID. So you know you have these increasingly contagious variants that um may that may not necessarily be more deadly, but they are more contagious. And it's like this fight against like vaccines and then variants, and then the variants become more likely because you have more intense. Uh, uh, spreading populations because lots of people are vaccinated, and then you're going to get things poking through. It's a really um. All right, I got a solution. Yeah. Okay. All right. What we're going to need is we're going to need a crack team of international saboteurs and spies, and we're going to get them together, and we're going to seize the mRNA vaccine technology. And we're going to distribute it to every single country in the world against the will of the corporate interests that are, you know, like protecting their IP rights, like Bill Gates. And, um, you know, that that's going to be how, how we solve this. I mean, that, DA will get is, the goods. I that's mean, a pretty straightforward solution. It, it, and I mean, not really, because you need millions of dollars to set up these labs to do this research to develop these vaccines. Okay, like, so you need, we're like, going to team up with bank robbers. Okay, there, now we're talking. <laughs> so, now we're so talking. We're, we're going to need like a multi-point plan. Because this get... isn't just about IP. Like, I think that's something that gets lost in the broader conversation about an international effort to vaccinate vaccinate the world is that like it's not even just about it even if look it's it's a big part of it i'm not Mm -hmm. saying that it's not but it's also that the the infrastructure the logistics the like all of the things that the western world has on you know the and i should say not just the western world but like the high capitalist developed world has on the rest of the world is like 
that we can mobilize huge amounts of resources to these kinds of projects mm. very, very quickly because we have a lot of just cash sitting around. Yeah. And without that, without the like institutional knowledge of how to run a logistics campaign of getting every fucking CVS in the country yeah. on the same like appointment taking system to give people vaccinations. Yeah. That doesn't exist in most of the world. Yeah. Nothing remotely like that exists in most of the world. Well, you know, these countries, they have these things called bootstraps. And if they just <laughs> rip them hard enough, yeah. they'll be able to pull themselves up. I mean, look at Cuba. Like, And we will. And we're going to. Yeah. yeah. I, so I, I actually did have an idea for something that bridges what we're about to talk about, which is, you know, uh, the situation in Cuba with this issue of vaccines in the United States, which is disinformation, right? Joe Biden, yeah. Joe Biden, like, uh, uh, we now are now back on critical support for Joe Biden because <laughs> Wait, what did he do this time? because he came out and, uh, you know, all the press are yelling at him and he's like, what, why is everyone so mad at me? I'm, I'm just the, the, the lifeguard at the pool in delaware and he's like walking shambles over and and they're like what what do you have to say about facebook and he goes it's killing people i'm who knows if he actually thought that that's what that's what that's the question he was answering nobody knows yeah but, he, he wrapped a chain around his hand and he was like <laughs> he was like listen facebook i see you got that knife and you're gonna try and stab me but the question is you think you can go down while i have this chain wrapped around your neck huh what <laughs> You don't remember the, the the corn pop? Yeah, he, he fought in the park. He, he, he fought Facebook in the parking lot. Uh, I don't remember a chain being wrapped around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I don't remember that. Yeah, that's the corn pop uh, anecdote. Man, wow, we we could just go back like six months and just like all the shit that Joe Biden said. Like yeah. now that guy's president. Yeah. Um. Uh. But yeah, he um. Uh. He he said that fa that face or at least. Now the the uh, the news story that is accreted around that old man ramble is that he, the the federal government now says that Facebook is killing people with misinformation and the and their inability to control it. I mean, they uh, are like which they are, but it's not. But it's also um uh, uh but he, see here's the thing. Yes, Facebook could deal with a lot of misinformation that they could that you know they could they could there are ways of dealing with the misinformation around vaccines and the coronavirus, but they also need to keep running misinformation because it's very useful in situations like Cuba. <laughs> it's, yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, you can't... Yeah. It, it, yeah. yeah, so it, it is possible, it is completely possible for all of these huge social media companies to deal with misinformation when it is a matter of life and death that, for example, we don't think that uh, co the COVID vaccine is full of aluminum that gives you 5G coverage, right? Like, we could deal with that. But we, it is incredibly important that, that Facebook remain susceptible, and all social media really, be susceptible to misinformation campaigns, because they are very, very useful in, say, color revolutions like the ones we are trying to form in, uh, in, in Venezuela, Cuba, in Venezuela, in Cuba, and uh, um, Hong Kong, yeah. uh, like last year, and like all these other places where we rely on the spread of misinformation to destabilize other uh, governments that we don't like. And it's and and so like I I feel like the it is I don't even think it's really a problem for the federal government because I don't think they mind like having these COVID restrictions like these COVID uh, outbreaks uh, where it's like you know yeah yeah stupid people are gonna get are gonna die but you know we can uh, 
uh, still control uh, Cuba, right? Like, I, I, I don't think that, I think the federal government doesn't, like, like the spooks in the federal government don't really mind. Uh, I mean, I think it's, yeah. a, I think it's, a, I think it's the a deep useful, state certainly doesn't give a yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a useful trade off. They're like, yeah, some people in Arkansas will die, but in the end, we maintain this incredibly useful, powerful tool of, of mind control. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a propaganda tool, and it, and it has uh, knockoff effects that uh, don't completely jibe with what they want to do, but they'll, they'll keep it around. Yeah. Although, you know, a massive outbreak of a strain of this virus that gets around all of the vaccines would like really hurt the bottom line of like every capitalist. No, it doesn't. They've done great. Like over COVID. Well, like the, you know, the, 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 the biggest uh, of them have done excellently. Yeah. But like, you know, I think even just as a class, like a lot of people took a hit. Am I wrong? Like, you know, there was, there was like a I mean, shutdown the, of, the, of like a whole bunch of our economy i know we're like in well into the mmt uh phase at least with with america like we're just printing money like fucking no tomorrow because there is no tomorrow um <laughs> and because money's not real so yeah yeah. yeah like what you gonna call call my bluff yeah quantitative ease till you die um, <laughs> yeah I, I mean so i like no I, I i think like everyone that matters in government did great during the COVID pandemic, and it, it allows for the c- massive concentration of capital, uh, they don't mind. Yeah, I mean, who's getting hurt? Small business owners and landlords, and yeah. the government doesn't give a shit about them. And the landlords, they'll just cut a check to anyway. Mm. Easy peasy. Like, mm. Or, you know, it, it is kind of nice to have all these small landlords get, you know, fall apart. Get knocked and, out, yeah. Yeah, and, the, and, then, and, ca- and then permanent capital, like BlackRock and Vanguard oh my can, God. can, yeah. can, can, can buy up, up there, all, there, all of these places. There were so many things that came properties. out during that period of time where we, like, were just busy working on, like, the 100 episode and a couple other things. There was this article that came out that uh, was talking about the future of America is renting. Yeah. Like, yeah. you're gonna love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I think I'm, we've I'm alluded work- to it a few times. Yeah, yeah. I'm working on something for real life on it right now. Nice. Uh, an essay about it. But yeah, you know, like, there's uh, uh, tons of um, these, like, companies that um, should, that are, that used to be boring, that used to just, like, sort of manage uh, um, retirement funds and like college endowments and stuff, and now and because they are per- essentially permanent capital, right? They just like it's money. It's a pi- big pile of money that's designed to just grow itself and then be used for very specific things, but it's never supposed to go away, right? It's just this like constant rotating stack of cash. Um, uh, now they, they 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 pretty much every single one of them. There's like three big ones. And each one of them is now heavy, heavily leveraged in being national uh, landlords. They are like a national, a country-sized landlord, uh, and that's um, that is not really dystopic. Yeah, yeah, and like that's not um, a coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, hopefully, um, it'll go the way uh, that Amazon will. You know, it'll just be like expropriado. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but, um, but yeah, that, that's why, yeah, I don't think it's, uh, completely disconnected from what's going on in Cuba, right? Because yeah. we, capital needs new, uh, frontiers of expansion and, yeah. uh, what better one than a country that has stayed outside of the global capitalist system for the better part of a century. Uh, that's a great place to then, um, fill with a bunch of, uh, capital and you can keep the, 
the cycle moving. I think even uh, I think it's even more ideologically potent to you know assist in a in regime change in Cuba because like the it's 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 very irking to the ruling class that there is a you know moderately successful socialist movement right off its shores like mile mere miles off its shores yeah uh that's really been a thorn in our side for 60 years now so yeah um and like you know uh, things being as complicate complex as they are i'm sure that you know like the like people have have uh chalked up a lot of um uh, hong kong as a as a color revolution as well and you know looking at it from my perspective um it didn't seem that simple and like i don't you know i'm no expert on cuba um uh but like the idea that like a what could be very well an organic like you know a political um dissent movement uh suddenly becomes like front page headlines when it's like hundreds or thousands of people in the entire capitalist press of like the entire western world and they're just like oh shit like you better be paying attention to what they're doing down there right now because this is the craziest thing in the world blah 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 it's like it's so transparent that like everybody is all of these like western capitalist countries are just like wishing on the downfall of the cuban you know um government and what meanwhile the cuban government is being like supported by like millions of cubans like in the streets at least as far as like i can tell through my feeds like i don't know like wh- wh- where are you guys on this one like do you think that there's any um uh legitimacy to the uh anti-government um uh organization that's been going on well um are you at all familiar with the national endowment for democracy no uh so the ned is uh so it's a government agency it was founded in the 80s um, by Ronald Reagan. It's a C- it's a CIA front. It's okay. a CIA front um, that basically uh, takes you know uses money allocated to it by Congress and uses it to uh, support democracy abroad. Mm-hmm. Those were uh, scare quotes around support democracy. Yeah. <laughs> and so one of the uh, so called organic origins of these protests um, started in San Antonio de los Baños uh, and were led in large part by artists and musicians and especially in the like hip hop movement there. And so um, one of the songs that has been like kind of central, like a, like a protest song, there's Patria y Vida, which is something in life. I don't, I don't remember what Patria means, but um this song is it is entirely possible was funded by the national endowment oh really they have a hip-hop wing yeah wow (laughs) so uh i'll post this in the show notes but um here's some of the money that they spent Uh, on homeland homeland yeah yeah definitely not that sounds uh a spider network word (laughs) yeah so here's some of what the ned spent money on in cuba in 2020 this is per their own reports. Uh, $87,000 for an international platform for human rights in Cuba. Um, this is to set up a framework for uh, European Union uh, engagement with the Cuban government to monitor treaties and uh, human rights there. 
$150,000 for documenting and reporting human rights violations in Cuba. $110,000 for empowering Cuban hip-hop artists as leaders in society. $110,000 in Cuba. Cuba. I wonder how much um, Russia uh, pays Immortal Technique. (laughs) (laughs) I I used to see him going on like RT like every day. Uh, So I wonder if there's like, you know, a similar kind of thing. So I'll just read from this description. To empower Cuban artists to promote citizen participation and social change, the group will carry out workshops, cultural exchanges, and artistic events during its hip-hop summit in Colombia. Okay. Colombia. Colombia. You know, where Cubans are. (laughs) It will promote South-to-South collaboration and invite artists from around the world to share their experiences of social transformation, (laughs) which we've had quite our hand in over the last few years. The organization will mentor artists and provide technical capacity to strengthen their work. The group will also raise awareness about the role hip-hop artists have in strengthening democracy in the region. Yeah. Uh, The the fact that it it happens in Colombia, right, is... is, um, uh, not a coincidence, right? Like we, yes, we, exactly. We we we've uh, funded uh, a civil war in Colombia for a very long time, where uh, and, and finally the FARC uh, basically conceded. Yeah, you know, they like made there, peace. There, yeah, there yeah. was a peace agreement in Colombia, which has now led like lots and lots of money to go into yeah. Colombia, which has then made it a good launching pad for what we do in Venez- in neighboring Venezuela. Mm-hmm. So like. You know, everything that when we were really close to getting Maduro out, like all of like a lot of stuff amassed on the Colombian border. Right. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so now uh, Colombia now just happens to be the source of uh, 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 democratic change in Cuba. (laughs) (laughs) And we have a bunch of uh, Cuban uh, um, rappers going to Colombia to learn how to affect change in their society. I got an idea for a movie, right? So it's like you got served but it were like the eight mile or whatever. It's right. going to be like a hip hop battle. Right? right. But it's going to be from like Ned funded hip hop artists. And then like, um, uh, like the, the Cuban government funded hip hop artists. And okay. you know how they yeah. export like doctors around the world. Anytime there's like a really hard problem. Like Cuba a, does. Yeah. 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 So they're just going to be exporting MCs. And right. so it's going to be like a, a multi-theater hip hop, battle of the the soul and the mm-hmm. heart and they're gonna be winning minds and um and uh hearts and minds but through verse Ooh. yeah and yeah and then you could you know like you, you could travel all over the world and you could sort of like see you know the different lenses of the both the struggle from the people's side and then the struggle from like international capital side and then the cubans win Right, the yep. final battle. Yeah, yep. final battle, final mm-hmm. rap battle, and then like so that like that's the you know the height of action, right? You know, yep. like the peak climax, uh, the climax, and then the the final uh, act is like wow, yeah, we did it, and then they both then they get aerated. <laughs> uh, oh no! By uh, by some like mentally ill people that were uh, fed lots of ideas that they that they're like. Uh, the Antichrist, and then they get arrested as patsies, and then yeah, basically fade to black. Yeah, basically like a like a, a Cuban gladio. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. That sounds 
That sounds really utopic. I look forward to it. <laughs> I can't wait to see what the, how the movie turns out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm uh, just doing some quick math because I want to get a, I want to get a final number for how much the NED spent in Cuba in 2020. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On on democracy. Yeah, right. It, it, we'll call the the movie Global Hustle and Grind. <laughs> or uh, I don't know. Oh my god, this is taking forever because there's so many Mom's spaghetti. Yo, you are crunching those numbers. Dude, there's like there's so many there's like numbers. 30 <laughs> different numbers. Fucking things. Brittany has a little visor on. A little, a green, I was gonna cut this out, visor. but if you guys are gonna keep referring to it, then <laughs> Okay, so by my rough calculations, the National Endowment for Democracy has used taxpayer money to spend more than five and a half million dollars in Cuba in 2020. Wow. That's, I, I would like to compare that to how much money the National Endowment for the Arts uh, gives to American artists. Right? <laughs> yeah, like a, right? on so this a per capita basis. Yeah. This, was, this was for all kinds of different things. Um, Guns, uh, uh, exploding cigars. <laughs> yeah, uh, like there's something about supporting independent unions, self-employed workers. That's extraordinarily sus to me. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, they don't do that shit here. Yeah. <laughs> no, they brutally suppress unions here. Uh, supporting independent journalism. I mean, all of this stuff to me just reads as like op, 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 op. There's an op. Strengthening independent media and accountability in Cuba. Op. I don't know. Like, none of this sounds. So, I mean, I'll post it in the, in the yeah. show notes. You take a you look through it. But like, this was founded at, to shift the CIA away from, or, to br- let's say broaden their horizons yeah. from just like you know black ops to uh you know looking like the good guy like and, and i you know i i uh i have a uh um where should i put this uh, I, I i i'm heavy in writing the book right now and so like everything i see looks like my book yeah but it is worth uh documenting how many times governments um put a lot of money into culture as a means of making larger projects easier mm. right and like the fact that i, I don't know I can't, I can't not think about the fact that like in the 80s in london uh the labor government it was like the last vestige of labor uh against margaret thatcher and they did a lot of work in um cu- in uh, in promoting culture and particularly like uh LGBTQ culture and punk and they like the the actual city government was putting in a lot of money into um establishing and promoting uh different kinds of counterculture activities in order to uh later you know like kind of you know uh, um bring them up into the labor party right so you you say like your culture matters this stuff is important the things that you say through your cultural products matter and you know here's the socialist platform that will promote like internationalism and uh 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 peace and and stuff like that and um uh uh and it, and it was so effective that margaret thatcher not only disbanded that program she just she completely removed the sit the london city government the 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 greater london council was like completely disbanded 
which I think tells you like how like she recognized how effective this would be. Yeah. Right. And she so she disbands it in 1985. Wow. Um, and the and the the <clears throat> National Endowment for Democracy starts in 1981. Right. So in the in the 80s, like there is a realization across governments that culture is really really useful in um kind of establishing a favorable political climate for yeah, it's almost like upstream of politics yeah exactly yeah exactly and um that's uh uh it's it's just like it's just so fucking obvious yeah <laughs> yeah i'd also like just for just also for reference like the ned is it works all around the world they china accused them of uh playing a huge role in the hong kong protests mm. like this is th- this is not a This is not some, like, minor offshoot of the United States government that just picks little pet projects. Like, they do this work all around the world. Russia has made accusations against them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, you think of, like, a a similar organization like USAID. Yeah, and USAID has has been throwing a bunch of money at Cuba in the last, well, for, you know, decades, but in the last year. And and who runs USAID now is fucking Samantha Power. Like, yeah. you think that someone who used to be, like, the Obama's, I think, was, her, like, his national security advisor? Yeah. Um, what, you, wasn't you, the UN representative? And, and then a UN representative. Yeah. She did both, I believe. Um, you think that now, then she's just like, oh, I'm just gonna now fuck off in, like, a little, uh, you know, a, uh, international development. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it was like, it was just, yeah, doing. we're just gonna like, yeah, like in, like English language yeah. teaching in Vietnam. It's like, no, no. The USAID is for uh, regime change. Yeah, right. You know, uh, it's um, well, it's, it, it's 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 not subtle. It's interesting being like, you know, like someone who's very pro freedom. Like, I'm, you know, a socialist libertarian. Like, I am an anarchist. Like, I like the idea of people having the same degree of comfort I have about talking shit about their government. I like the idea of people having, you know, the, uh, just, you know, the ability to sort of organize on like a local level to influence change. And like, I want that to exist for all people. So I feel like I'm incredibly easy to dupe with a color uh, revolution. And I also just want to point out to everybody who's like looking at this, um, uh, you know, with some degree of nuance, like it's very hard to tell what's a cover color revolution and what's not, you know, like I, I have trouble with it. And I think that it's probably because things are actually really complicated. Like, you know, I look at Hong Kong and stuff and it's like, they had some semblance of a democracy that at least a big portion of the population, like enjoyed, you know, exercising and caring about. And when China was, you know, coming in and, trying to put the clamp down on it, they're like, oh, shit, this is, like, our last fucking moment. And, like, yeah, I think the CIA was also involved in trying to, like, make it as big as it could be, et cetera, for its own strategic reasons. I guess I'm just, like, you know, I don't have too many conclusions to come away from all of this, other than just to say that I support people everywhere trying i'm doing the pitbull thing i'm like yeah you know like uh everything you, you guys are doing you know I, I i got a problem with what you're doing but i love the i love what you're doing you know um yeah that is pretty I much mean, verbatim exactly what he said yeah, it is. i mean here, here's the thing as as with china um as with even to this day much of the soviet union and its history and its internal politics like we will never know the truth about any of this yeah because 
of the massive disinformation campaign. I mean, we can talk about the army of bot tweets that are populating SO, the SOS Cuba hashtag on Twitter. Yep. And the fact that, as far as we can tell, the origin of that hashtag was literally an inauthentic account. It was a fucking bot. Yeah. Um, the fact that, you know, you t- Tucker Carlson is showing images of pro-regime counter-protests on his show and saying that they are anti-regime protests like there is so much just inauthentic representation of what's happening in cuba of what actually happens in china that we'll never know what the facts on the ground are but there there are photos of like of 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 soccer matches like celebrations of soccer matches in argentina that they use as sos cuba as sos yeah yeah it's 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 all over the place but i will say that i trust people who have spent years and decades studying latin america and Mm -hmm. cuba uh people who comment on it to Mm -hmm. this day i trust their reporting over really anything else that i see yeah and i have followed a lot of it over the last couple of days and i'm gonna post especially this one article um titled the bay of tweets and it's from a (laughs) (laughs) it's it's written by um alan mcleod who's like a a sociologist and a a researcher in latin america and uh and media specifically and like fake news basically um and it's a very well-researched article that links to a ton of other sources that you can follow through and actually see that he's he's done the homework and you know essentially his argument is that uh, and after talking to several other experts on Cuba that like, yes, Cuba absolutely has internal problems mm-hmm. aside from the blockade, mm-hmm. like aside from the, the U.S. embargo, embargo yeah. they have their own internal economic problems, um, much of which are the product of decades of onslaught of attempts at regime change mm-hmm. from outside forces. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the blockade and the embargo being probably the most acute source of economic like trouble. Yeah, one of them for sure. I mean, also the the fall of the Soviet Union. So, like, here's one el- here's one dynamic of this is that because of the U.S. embargo, mm-hmm. Cuba had to strate- strategically position itself towards the USSR. Yep. Predominantly, yep. that's where basically all of its economic success and fluidity came from was its relationship to the USSR. So when they crumbled, Cuba was alone in the world. Because they had no, they had, they, their entire economy was focused in that direction. Yeah. And they had no other, re, like, significant allies. They didn't have a, 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 as tight a relationship with, like, Vietnam, China, or, like, you know. They're a whole fucking world away. Yeah. Like, yeah. in a way that the, that the USSR, a huge power with a lot of resources. Yeah, a lot of Capable of moving yeah. goods to them, capable of sending oil to them. Yeah. Um, they, they call, uh, in Cuba, it's called the special period, right, after the fall of the Soviet Union, and before after the fall of the soviet union before they were able to like replace much of what they had uh come to rely on for for their imports uh it's called the special period and there is like a lot i actually have a an article that i use in my um urban design course that's like you can learn a lot from like what cuba figured out in the special period Mm -hmm. where like they're just like we have a bunch of crap uh a lot of it requires like spare parts and resources from outside the country that we just don't have anymore so like what do we do and it's and it's really smart stuff where they're just like we used to 
have regional hospitals, right? And it's like, uh, we, we have a great healthcare system, which they did, and they still do to a large degree, but it was very centralized because that was the style of the Soviet Union, right? And it like, that's it's efficient. It, and it's efficient, right? And they're like, well, we can't do that anymore. Not only because, um, uh, you know, the, all of the uh, realizations of, of efficiency in, in scale sort of fall apart when you don't have all of the attendant like resources from a larger or uh, um, country, right? So uh, we, that that's just not going to work on multiple levels. So we have to uh, like radically decentralize our healthcare system, and uh, and they basically decided like pretty much everything needs to be within walking distance because you just can't get an ambulance to the hospital if there's no gas, right? So. They just like radically decentralized all of these things to the point where like neighbor like each neighborhood had like your daily needs like in the neighborhood by design. Wow. Um and and you know they they radically they if one of the first things they did is from China, they imported like five hundred thousand bikes. They're just like, we're gonna need to bike everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, um and they they took a bunch of uh trucks that they um that would be used to haul around goods, and they and they built uh, trailers to turn them into buses. Mm-hmm. They're called camel buses because they have a little, <clears throat> little hump from where they connect to the 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 the, the truck. And um, yeah, it was just like all of this really I- intense, radical, really creative thinking on yeah. how to just solve everyday problems uh, with with nothing, right? Because yeah, they they had turned. Is the story of Cuba is like cash crops, right? Yeah, you know, they 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 they're uh, sugar sugar pr- yeah. producers, I and mean, especially for the Soviet Union, right? Where like if you go to Russia today, yeah, it was sugar for oil, yeah, yeah, it was sugar for oil. And if you go to Russia today, like they don't have sugar anymore. <laughs> you know, they, they they use stevia basically, wow, know, and, like, and like beet sugars, wow. instead of uh, cane sugar. And and Cuba has a really important uh, role in the American history of um, uh, specifically American imperialism, because it was um, in the, the period leading up to um, the Spanish, or the, what did they, we call it? The, the Spanish-American Spanish War. War. Spanish-American yeah. War, um, in which like America went from, I believe its last like real peace footing onto like a more permanent war footing and the the public opinion at the time was extremely anti-imperialist like american people wanted you know america for americans and like you know defensive military if if any and then you know uh, the main happened yeah, the USS Maine. This was a ship that burned to the ground, to burn to the water um, <laughs> uh, in, in, in in the Caribbean. Yeah, and off the coast of Cuba. Yeah, and it was it, it was, was definitely Spain that did it. It was blamed. <laughs> it was it was blamed on Spain. Um, but it's now believed that it was more likely uh, an accidental coal fire, or I mean, are more conspiratorial. Uh, elements among us will say that it was a it was deliberate like, sabotage. Yeah, to, like a false, you know, flag. false flag to start I mean, the war. I mean, like, um, just as a as a to, to add credence to the 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 false flag theory, they picked a ship that rhymes with Spain. <laughs> In terms of propaganda building, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, you just very... like look at your fleet and like. <laughs> Let's look around. Uh, Yeah, watch watch out if if, literally (laughs) rhymes with Spain. It's like watch out USS Tuba. Um. Is anybody looking out for Cuba Gooding Jr.? Have we 
<laughs> oh man. But yeah, you're right. I mean, that was really it was it was after the Spanish American War that U.S. intervention, direct interventions in Latin America, uh, really ramped up a lot uh, because it was really effective, and we were able to win that war pretty handily and turned Cuba into a very profitable client state for decades um, until Castro's revolution. Like it yeah. was, you know, it was a very effective mode of politics for us for a very very long time and now it's a lot more like uh covert and we use things like the ned and usaid and you know uh even just like blatant uh appropriations budgets you know congress congress already has 20 million dollars earmarked for you know advancing free enterprise and democracy in cuba whatever the fuck that's supposed to mean um so so yeah i think it's but you know regardless of whether or not the main burned because of an accidental fire or because of sabotage like the the effect was the same in that it was seized upon as a pretense for military intervention yeah and we are watching that happen in real time right now yeah it doesn't matter if they're showing a photo of a fucking soccer match in argentina and claiming that it's you know anti anti-cuban regime protests it's the effect is the same. Yeah. Um, it will continue. And and here's another thing that I'll say that I have real real serious concerns about is that I'm seeing on the on the TL on the timeline a lot of animosity between socialists and communists and anarchists. What? Like I'm seeing I'm seeing folks at each other's throats and I don't like it. About Cuba? See, about or just Cuba. In general? Well, okay. I think it's I think that it's getting riled up because of Cuba. Because mm-hmm. people are having the conversation that we're having yep. with the three of us right now, yeah, where yeah. Chris, you're like, I don't know, I think people should be free. And I'm you know, like I and David and I would or I I won't speak for David. Yeah. Don't I would speak probably say, Yeah, I'd like that in theory too. But the fact is we live in like under the under the uh a, a, the boot of a world hegemon mm-hmm. that is like never going to allow any any oppressed population to be free in any meaningful sense of the world so mm-hmm. long as they can possibly be brought under the under the reins of capital. Mm-hmm. And so you know, to me, things like Cuba seem like a pretty good alternative. I feel like Cubans are probably I don't know, a freer than I feel anyway. Yeah. Um at least in spirit. And and so but but what I'm seeing is that it's the all of those latent like tendency battles that we all have with each other all the time are like really on full display in this moment and Almost like, like those just, tendency battles were designed. Uh, <laughs> I mean, and that's just through like... Through years of yeah. That is the last thing that we need right now. I mean, we all should be united against U.S. imperialism, against military intervention, whatever you think about the Cuban government and, like, you know, socialist policies in practice, socialist actually existing socialist states and how they are to their citizens. Like, what you're doing when you attack the people who agree with you more than almost anyone else in our culture, in our cultural political setting, uh, you're doing the work of imperialism for them. Mm -hmm. So like, let's just all try to figure this out in as friendly a way as we possibly can. It it reminds me just in that last effect that you described, sort of like AOC is the reason why we can't have nice things, you know? Like, yeah, and it's just like, what? <laughs> like, huh? I am uh, begging people like, okay, so she tweeted only very briefly this really long uh, Spanish language thread in support of the Cuban protests and was like, immediately just it was a dunk fest. It was oh, just, like, that happened. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't even know. She deleted the tweets pretty fucking quickly. I got a screenshot. Um, 
Yeah, David's got a screenshot. <laughs> Put that in the archive, in the memory <laughs> yeah. box. Yeah. But like, I am begging people to stop paying this much. Look, give it a QT, give it a... Post a screenshot and be like, you know, cringe, whatever. Just say your thing. But this like, ain't it, chief. But, yeah, this ain't it, chief. Uh, no more fake friends 2021. Like, whatever. Oh, Get it man. out of your system. Yeah. But these accounts that spend days, yeah. days talking almost exclusively about a member of the House of Representatives. I'm sorry. Just like, I don't understand where it's people unhinged. get the energy well, to care yeah. about well, this. Yeah. It, it, that, you know, it's 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 the grist mill, you know? All, all things turn into content more like you know? grift mill am i right hey. Folks, hey. 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 sos twitter uh, so all right hey if you're listening here and you're one of those communists or anarchists or socialists or social democrats and you know you're sharpening your axe this axe ain't for throwing that this ain't it chief this axe <laughs> is for burying <laughs> <laughs> you want it it's, <laughs> a, it's a hatchet take, take that blunt its edge through through uh, galvanic corrosion, just bury that shit. Yeah, and you know, let's move on. Yeah, um, I mean, because we got a world know. to win. We have real differences, <laughs> and we should hash them out. And we should, as we have done on not, the show, not hashtag them out. Don't oh. hashtag, man! You guys are killing it with the puns. You guys are p- killing it. We should. We should have these debates. They're yeah. important. Um, and I understand why they crop up in moments of crisis like yeah. this. Like, I, it's perfectly natural for, like, this to be the time that these conversations are being had on yeah. the left. But, like, let's just not treat each other like dog shit. If yeah. we could do it that way, if we could just not be, like, pissy and, yeah. like, uh, and petty about yeah. it, you know, I don't know. I just, I, I, I hate to see it, personally. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, it's literally designed into the, the, um the the platform the the format of interaction you know it's like the 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 whole thing is well it's, the it, first international went the same way i don't know if we can <laughs> yeah. make a platform about this yeah. i think it's you well know, you know it's, it's like you know no more pamphlets guys all yeah, right posting Take wasn't your nose good. out of the pamphlets <laughs> yeah touch grass you know ha- have a have a authentic experience i think you are right Too many pamphlets. you're right to some extent about it being platform driven because well, like of likes and engagement and everything and, and just in general i remember it has this, all this anxious energy and like what can they do can they like stop the u.s you know uh corporate media from trying to spin um localized dissent around economic hardship into a color revolution no but they can get online and get very mad and they're gonna lash out at the people who you know they have like minor gripes with who are like literally within their their uh their their feed you know, like the fact that like i don't when i was on twitter like had uh, a lot of right wingers coming across my feed unless they were being quote tweeted. It's like, those are the people that I'm going to, I mean, the people who are quote tweeting that are the people who are, I'm likely to get in an argument with, Yeah, you know, like people who I mostly agree with. And, you know, it's just like, I don't know. So like, I've seen a couple of instances of this where I've seen anarchists referring to in the context of like, you know, our political moment, which includes Cuba as well as many other things, referring to people as statists and using that word to lump together communists, socialists, liberals, uh, moderates, republicans, and fascists. And uh, And to like talk about all of those categories. Let's let's think of some other uh, statists. (laughs) And like to talk about all of those categories of political thought Mm -hmm. as if they can be characterized in any meaningful way. It would be like if I were to talk to my like, if I were to lump together anarchists and ANCAPs, and try to make any kind of yeah. good faith 
uh, uh, critique of that. And I never would because it's, first of all, just dumb, dumb, smooth brain take. Like, there's yeah. no... So, I mean... I just find it really disheartening because like we're in a moment of a lot of potential and great need. It's a very dire moment. Mm -hmm. And like, I have more in common with an anarchist than with any liberal I know, yeah. politically speaking. Um, and I just don't like, just everybody just be nice to each other, please. I'm yeah. it's look, we're all having a tough year. Yeah. Let's just only be mean to the enemy from <laughs> now on. And is there like any, um, I guess like aid links? Because I've been hearing about like uh, no, because there's a blockade. Well, I I, I hear that there's uh, this blockade that's like blocking any um, links that directly mention Cuba. Mm -hmm. Like GoFundMe can't it will will take down anything that has the word Cuba in it because of the embargo. Yeah, but that there are like other things out there that allow people to you know mutually aid. Cubans. Yeah, I mean, there in has, this time of need, there you know? has been stuff in the past where, like, we'll like they'll go buy needles for like injections for for Cuba's own vaccine that they made under U.S. siege embargo, right? Like, they made amazing. it anyway. It's yeah. incredible. The rest yeah, of the world. What's your problem. excuse? People what's are your protesting yeah. for vaccinations, and a big problem is they don't have the syringes. Yeah, that they need. Shit. Yeah, because America keeps keeps them out right like like when we hear we hear embargo like it seems very abstract but it's you should think of it more as like a siege like we've waged like a 80 year siege on this island nation where like you you 60 60 59 is 59 yeah okay. 61 was the yeah 61 yeah okay yeah still a hell of a lot of years yeah yeah you know, a that's siege. a lifetime yeah a siege on, on on this this fucking island and uh um there's yeah of course they, they can't get uh like basic medical medical supplies even as they export doctors to like other regions uh of the world yeah they so, have plenty of people in education yeah. it's the material goods that they can't yeah. manufacture themselves that they are that they are lacking yeah so we'll, uh, when we're done here I'll, I'll go look and see if there's any uh remaining help uh uh links or if they've all been shut down. We'll I mean, yeah, I, have, I haven't seen anything in yeah. terms of being able to send, like, financial aid to them. I mean, honestly, the best thing that you can do, I know in Albany and we'll announce when it's happening, uh, there's going to be, like, an anti-embargo protest. Yeah, um, there, but there, there's also a local organization that does, like, directly communicate with Cubans. I forget what the organization is, but they, like, uh, go back and forth. Capital District Socialist Party? Yeah, some, it yeah. might be. It might there's be. also oh. the uh, the Solidarity um, uh, Oh, shit. What is it called? I think it's, a, I think it's just called, like, Capital Region Solidarity. Uh, they're, they're affiliated with the Troy Area Labor Council. There's, like, oh, a lot, okay. of, a lot yeah. of international... Uh, solidarity work there funded largely i think by labor notes and stuff like that but um uh britney knows about the event in albany to support cubans because we haven't announced this on the show but britney is now the co-chair of troy dsa it's true i am congratulations thanks thanks duly elected uh chairperson nobody else ran this is the only reason i ran just like castro <laughs> yeah i haven't said anything about it because i don't really feel like there's much of a feather in my cap uh it's you know i did it because nobody else wanted to and i thought somebody should so well i hope you have as successful of a um uh track record in the future of dodging assassination attempts by the u.s government <laughs> yeah 
don't don't smoke any cigars. Cigar, but if they ever create an explosive vape, I am. Oh fuck. no! Yo, Elon is actually on that, so you better watch <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, I'll be perfectly honest. I don't know much about this event other than that we were invited to um, co-host it by the Capital District Socialist Party. But cool. This is going to be on July twenty fifth. Uh, coming up. Yeah, coming up. Okay, so good thing that I mentioned it. But July 25th at 11 a.m. at Townsend Park, Albany. Um, and you can find it on face- Facebook if you just look for Capital District Socialist Party. Um, yeah, right outside the Social Justice Center. Yeah. So, five people are going, but 19 are interested. Hell yeah. I don't have Facebook, so I can't respond to it. But anyway... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the question of what to do is, is as always, in our complex, on-the-go modern world, very difficult to answer. Um, I, I, I do want to just, um, to maybe it's kind of to cap it off, um, but um, when we were talking about USAID and uh, how it's um, you know, essential to American hegemony, uh, um, Cuba has uh received about 15 million dollars uh from USAID uh since 2001 it but it only ranks 20 out of 37 countries in the region to receive aid do you know what country receives the most USAID dollars no it also starts with c Colombia Colombia wow. yeah so yeah wow. Uh, that's uh, they receive eight hundred and one million dollars. Jesus Christ! Holy shit! Yeah, they must have a really. Smedley Butler good, was right. Yeah, yeah, they must have a really uh, fire uh, imperialist hip hop uh, circuit out there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, top partners for uh, USAID in Cuba, uh, Enterprise. So, like the American Enterprise Institute, uh-huh. uh, number two. Evangelical Christian Humanitarian Outreach for Cuba. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, then the International Republican Institute. So the Republican Party uh, has an international... Um, That's division. always good. Yeah. That's always good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, and then the fourth one is, is the Democrats. Uh, um, the GOP actually stands for Global Op. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, like... Like these tweet, these SOS Cuba tweets that all are exactly the same, including they have the same fucking typo in Spanish. Like, <laughs> I just, I'm just, don't be your uh, look. The ops are out there. Don't be your own op, yeah. leftist friends. Yeah. Like, don't be your own op. Read that article. <laughs> I mean, just I'm read just, the tweet. Read multiple tweets that are all exactly the same with the same spelling error, and you will realize <laughs> that maybe this is a little bit manufactured. It's like. They, they forgot the sin uh, to take out the Sinclair water tag. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think it's an accident that when the regime shut down the internet, and I know I'm sure that's going to piss off a lot of fucking anarchists, and I get it. I understand why. But you know what? When they shut down the internet, the protests went away. And if they were entirely internally driven, if they were organic in the way that, you know, people wouldn't stop protesting just because the flow of information from the outside stopped. Mm. Did were they able to shut down the rap? The rap I don't music? think yeah. that they were you able to stop. Can't shut down stop I don't think no. they shut down sick beats. No, no, no. no, I think that you know that's indefatigable. Um, <laughs> right. Oh, what, what's this? I'm being I'm being possessed by the the, the ghost. 
ghost of Alex Jones. Mm. <laughs> He's not dead. That's what they want you to think. <laughs> No, he's just taking a nap. No, it's, he, he, it's because he's not real, because he's actually Bill Hicks. <laughs> Which is the only true conspiracy yeah, theory. Google it. Mm, I got the... Mm. <laughs> Sorry. Ooh, ooh, You're right. You're right, Alex. I, I got the documents, people. I got this document right here. It came across my desk. Fucking unbelievable. They're putting chemicals in the water. They're turning the frogs into fucking meth addicts. <laughs> This is uh, uh, it's trout actually trout yeah sorry yeah, um, yeah they're tur- turning trout. I don't think into Alex methods. Jones said the f word did he? Oh yeah he doesn't swear does he? No no he just cries he says freaking they're turning the, the freaking, freaking frogs, frogs. Oh, the freaking, gay. Fro- yeah well um this is this is Alex Jones two point yeah. he curses now <laughs> he curses and it's cool yeah he said but, a cuss word but this is a uh, care of CNN World. Uh, and it says methamphetamine in waterways may be turning trout into addicts. So yeah, these fu- these fucking these trout they can't get enough. I gotta find this uh th- these these uh methed out trout th- these waterways where they're just giving away free fucking drugs. Like <laughs> what else good shit is in that water? Uh, Floxetine apparently. Yeah the the um. Uh, the, this this article that that Chris just brought up as uh, um, uh, you know you, it's usually from like people who have you know taken drugs and then they and then their waste products go into the water supply mm-hmm. and so the fish you when you go into water you get fish pee in your mouth that's yep. just true that's true but yep. the fish get your pee in their mouth all the time yep. yeah you know they can't leave water they can't leave water so they're getting piss in their mouth all the time. And sometimes that piss has meth in it. And sometimes it makes them need to just keep taking meth. Yeah. But so, no, nothing bad happened to these fish when they were taken out of the meth water. But when they were offered a choice of not meth water or meth water, they chose the meth water. He likes it. Mikey, he likes it. I'm just saying, it's not like anything bad immediately happened to these fish during withdrawal. They did get, they, the, the, the meth-addicted fish were uh, a little less active, and which can have a danger in terms of them seeking out things like food or spawning or like you know the things that living creatures need to yeah, picking stay. up the kids from school you yeah know? you're yeah. forgetting the kids at soccer ball practice that's 9 30 at night you know you suddenly remember which just leads me sad. to to believe that the answer to this is just to keep doing meth and pee in our nation's rivers and streams <laughs> <laughs> we need to stop our water filtration plants from filtering out the meth so that we can all get in on this sweet, sweet free drug action. But but this is that is actually the problem, right? Is that um, uh, our aging infrastructure um, does, is incapable of filtering out much of the chemicals that um, end up in our uh, waste products from all of the drugs that we take as Americans, right? So antidepressants, uh, amphetamines. Um, things that are that are legally prescribed, right? Like ADHD medications, mm-hmm. depression yeah. medications, right? Yep. Like um, they're they are widely prescribed. People take them a lot, and we birth control, and, yeah, birth control, and all of these people piss and shit. Yep, and then that piss and shit uh, gets filtered out, but the underlying um, uh, compounds compounds yeah. in those drugs <clears throat> stay in there. And yeah. they, and but is go, it in our go. drinking water too? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And the same thing goes. Hey, I'm for... just saying, up the levels then. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, the same thing goes for the um, uh, the antibiotics that they pump into factory farmed yeah. uh, uh, animals, you know, poultry and, and cows and pigs and stuff. And that all goes into the waterways, too. And then CNN, you know, has this little thing on its side about related articles. And here's just two headlines. I'm not going to look actually read the article on. But scientists find cocaine in UK shrimp. And mussels in Washington's Puget Sound test positive for opioids as well as other drugs. Did they have a poppy seed bagel, though? Because that's possible. <laughs> yeah. yeah if they had a, a bagel. <laughs> I mean, I think that, frankly, if we all got addicted to our water, it, we're a chronically dehydrated. <laughs> we have access to, we have better, easier access to fresh, clean water than human beings have had at any point in history. And yet, we are a chronically dehydrated nation yeah. well, that's why because, because we're drinking our monster energies yeah. Yeah. because we're looking at phones okay <laughs> yep you're looking at your phone i bet you're looking at your phone right now you're probably not even listening to this podcast yeah. i want you to stop i want you to put down your sudoku puzzle yep and head over and get a glass of delicious meth and hormone infused water and Drink i'm gonna need shit. you to start getting more addicted to it because yeah. this is a real problem in 20 years we're all gonna have kidney disease it's gonna be terrible yeah and also, if you hold your pee for a long time, it's uncomfortable while you're holding your pee. Mm -hmm. But then when you finally pee, it feels really good. Yeah. So it's like the opposite. Yeah. With drinking water. Did you know that you should only pee when you actually have to pee? What? Yeah. Otherwise, it will make you pee more. Like it, it, yep. It, it yeah. causes your pelvic floor. So the way your bladder works is that it uh, recognizes how full it can get Basically, if you go pee when you don't actually, if you do your just in case pee, like, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm going to go to the grocery store, I better pee just in case. Yeah, yeah. You're training your body to lower its threshold of when it tells you it needs to pee, and it can actually damp, like, weaken your pelvic floor muscles. Oh, wow. Um, so, you know, only pee when you've, when you've got the urge, folks. Or if you just love peeing. You got to, you know, get some strength training for that pelvic floor. Yeah. You gotta yeah. Be, do your kegels. Yeah. You got to be doing squats. Um kegels yep um pissing <laughs> and then stop and then stopping pissing yes which you know it doesn't feel that good but you know it's it's good for those muscles yeah, yeah. it's good for it yeah. keeps you toned yeah wow i i you know you know how how diseased our society is is that i shared a image on instagram that was a mountain dew baja blast gerber baby food oh little, nice little, little photoshop right yeah yeah and someone replied to me and said, is this real? Yeah. Wow. A lot of that wow. going on these days. A lot of that. Yeah. And the answer is yes. <laughs> if you want it. If I you want I got another it. bone to pick with the left here. <laughs> okay. You guys are falling for bait way too easy, Way mate. too easy. Way yeah. too easy. There is a lot of very obvious sarcasm going out there, especially around woke discourse. Like, very anti-woke leftists love to, like, see somebody who's making what is so clearly a sarcastic like criticism of woke culture and you'd yeah, be like yeah. see this person does actually think that like having a broken toe is a disability and everybody should like ask them their pronouns yeah. for their toe like it, it's just it's just obvious bait i'm gonna need you all to take a step back and like reevaluate and yeah. just before you like screenshot somebody and fucking blow up their spot ask yourself is it possible this is a joke so people another thing that i have to pick a bone about is um uh the whole like 
general strike fantasy. Yeah. Which is to say, like, oh, yeah, there's constantly, yeah. like, a random date that I'm told, you know, on, on, on Twitter or whatever that, like, hey, prep to take this off of work on announce because this is when, you know, the U.S., it's just going to be a general strike. And it's, like, every single year I see, like, a new graphic, like, a new art that's, like, this random date, general yeah. strike day, like, a year out. And I'm, like... It's just, mm. like, a hot lady with, like, her fist in the air. Yeah, yeah. And there's, like, fire behind her. <laughs> and, 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 yeah, and, and, and don't get me wrong. Like, happen, you know, like, I'm all for a general strike, but, like, it's not going to be organized through a tweet. We can't get it's, AOC to, like... <laughs> like have good opinions like 100 percent of the time you're not getting a general strike okay well, you're not you can't we can't organize a fucking single amazon distrib- distribution center in yeah. bessemer alabama yeah, yeah. like no it's not it's, it's not happening now i don't believe in the power of no fap i think that's some alt-right garbage some incel shit fap as much as you want but i will proselytize the psychic and spiritual energy that you can harness from not posting and I think we should do a no posting month. Maybe, Ooh. maybe like uh, what's coming up? August. Let's just try this out. No posting August. I'm not doing that. Just just log off for a month. If I you mean, think I you... already post so little. Yeah. And it's very much hurting, actively hurting my career. Yeah. That's a that's a, you come from a position of privilege, Chris. Yeah. Because you have a job that doesn't require you to post. Okay. How but about not th- all of us can live in such a fantasy dream world. How about okay? this? How about this? Some of you, us have bills to pay, cats to care for. This this is what we, you, tell my four frog children <laughs> that I can just take a month off posting. That their mother just doesn't need to post for a whole month. It's they absurd. are addicted to opiates, and we need to buy them opiates. <laughs> I would never um, uh, try to take uh, food out of uh, your gay frogs' mouths. Um, Thank you. I, I support them in their life choices um, and being who they are. Um, uh, I guess all I'm saying is that I think that it it would do everybody a lot of good. And think about the these vampiric how vampiric these platforms really are, and how they're they're truly about. Um, uh, libidinal takeover, like hijacking people's libidinal senses and getting you like more and more addicted to bullshit and getting yourself riled up over stuff that isn't making a difference. And I really do advocate for taking a step back. I, I you know, like it is true that I like every week or two scroll the feed on the Ironweeds Twitter and do a post about myself, you know, like that's my swag. But I think I'm going to actually take a full month off because I think it's Good. really uh, healthy for people. Um, and to the people whose um, incomes, you know, are directly tied to uh, posting, maybe like plan a bunch of posts. Put, you can't schedule tweets, but you yeah. got to keep up on the capital T, the capital D discourse. Yes. Yeah. If you want to stay and look, I'm nobody to give advice on how to do this. I'm <laughs> utterly terrible at it, but like, you know, it's a fact for a lot of us that, especially if you're like a content creator, you yeah. gotta. But if you're not a content creator and you don't need to do this shit, I I fully support. Yeah, just n- not posting for imag- as long as you can get away with. And imagine the outcome socially of like a, a million Twitter leftists just jonesing, you know, from from like not being able to post and like needing to socially engage and validate their, you know. Um, their uh, ideals in the real world. I mean, the 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 Black Death is some say directly 
uh, responsible for the Renaissance. So it's entirely possible that a time of of utter famine and and uh, devastation would lead to a posting Renaissance, like a. Oh yeah. What we need is for the grid to go down. Yeah. Not the whole grid. Not the the whole internet grid. grid. Yeah, yeah. We need all internet to go down. All right. So for a week. So listeners who you know tend in this direction, if if Fight Club is your tendency, <laughs> then you know. T- take a month off. Let's be careful here. Scrap, scrap with your homies. You know, make 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 some human uh, fat into some explosives. Do some parodies so no, and no. satires. <laughs> All right. And I- I'm just saying, you know, this isn't a bonus episode. N- no, no, no harm to human life. But um, yeah, man, just blow up those data centers. You know, people are in those data centers, though, right? Uh, like transhumanly. Like their no, consciousness, no, like, like, like physical people, like physical people. Oh, things have to be maintained. Oh, like, um, well, maybe just like pull the fire alarm. Yeah, just, just like pull, lure them just out. Pull, with, pull the plug on the modem. Get some cocaine and strippers and, and like hide it. Pull up a pickup out front. Yeah, and just lure everybody out, and then yeah, you're gonna need male and you need man and woman strippers because you don't know who's in there. Yeah. What their, what their preferences yeah. are going to be. And, and also, in fact, you should get some uppers and some downers just in case. Maybe what, bring a little hash. What's like the asexual version of a stripper? Like someone who puts their clothes on? Maybe get a, maybe get mm. a, a really good uh, rap hip hop artist. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Funded yes. by the National Endowment <laughs> for Democracy. <laughs> oh no, wait a minute. All right, all right. We want to do a wildflower. I do. Yeah. And you know who we're shouting out this week? Main. Remember the Maine. To hell with Spain. Actually, Spain's pretty. I don't know. Yeah, they're fine. Yeah, they like legalized. Oh, but some of these SOS Cuba accounts, their their origin, their IP origins are in Spain. Oh wow! Hundred years later, still fucking jonesing for that sweet, sweet Caribbean Caribbean shit. Yeah, so. Spain's or Spain. Maine's <laughs> been killing it the last couple of weeks. Hell yeah. It's, it's, who who knew? The the only state with a one syllable name. Oh really? Yeah. I feel like that can't be true, but it, but it, it is. is. Yeah. But it wow. is. Only state for with them. one syllable. Wow. Maine. I don't think they need that E. Yeah. Yeah, they could get rid of it. I think it's swag. Leftover it's, from it's their kind French of like origin. a it's like a little like a decor. Yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah, exactly. Brittany's doing the uh, pinky up yeah. Uh, yeah. while she's drinking her beer. So, yeah, I think I think it does add a bit of class, it's like shoppy, you know. Yeah, yeah. In downtown. Yeah. Did you know that ye oldie? Like, that's a lie. Like, yeah. The Y just meant the. Like nobody ever said ye. They oh. always said the. Man, English. The, the Y was spelled was pronounced like a th. Yep. Yeah. What a trip. Then we just made a new. We just decided to change it to th. But yeah. anyway, your whole your whole life is a lie. Okay, <laughs> Cuba is the the protests are not that big, and uh, ye never existed, but yay does exist and continues to exist. All praise do and should be president. You want to talk about plastics first? Sure. Uh, Maine has become the nation's first state to pass extended producer responsibility law for plastic packaging. Um, basically, it's going to require companies that create consumer pack- packaging to pay for the costs of recycling. Um, Which is not a real thing, because so, plastic can't really be recycled. Well, you know, if 
it get turned like into downstream items like you, you can, can press it, it all into yeah yeah or you press it into like rain jacket like, into like those uh those um like two by four replacements that you like oh make, those like, are a, actually pretty dope yeah, yeah, yeah. make like, yeah. a park bench that will never uh disappear <laughs> will never degrade yeah, or never rot. Rot. be yeah. there yeah. forever just be there forever but, Nothing yeah wrong with that. i think it's cool to talk about plastics recycling in terms of upcycling yep. but like people need to understand that a, a plastic Gatorade bottle yep. is never going to be another bottle. Your shrink wrap is never going to be new shrink, shrink wrap. wrap. Yeah. Like there's degradation. Yeah, there's de- yeah. well, and uh, yeah, like the thinner the plastic, the harder it is to turn it into something else. Mm. Um, but as David, when I when that was my retort to David bringing this article up, and as he said, like, well, it's still requires them to pay a cost yeah and hopefully will result in them creating and using less plastic from jump which is very good yeah yeah this is the only thing that i find interesting about this is that it's finally pointing to the producers of waste absolutely and not constantly saying like uh oh it's about an individual decisions and like you should feel bad and like the morality of your individual actions is really yeah. the problem here he's like that's some shit that like corporations invented in the yeah, 70s yeah. that's, and that's it, bullshit and it's a really hard thing to do on like a city basis to hold producers accountable yeah, but like right. on a you state basis it's, it's maybe closer. getting closer you know uh because you know troy is gonna have a pay-as-you-throw trash program into the next you know decade or two yeah, like eventually um, maybe well, possibly it's i think pretty likely given the the uh economic outlook for what trash waste handling is going to become in the next several decades like we're already filling up one of the landfills we're gonna have yeah. to pay for it to go further it will but get more expensive exactly decision. Well, yeah. trust me troy yeah. has a long and storied history of allowing problems like that to multiply and multiply, <laughs> multiply and just still never doing fucking anything yeah. about yeah. it but. but i mean what they've been doing is they've just been uh giving us a uh flat fee you know, they're not calling it a tax, but we have to pay more and more every year to like basically prop up a sort of doomed waste stream system. And one of the ideas that they've been floating at city council meetings, etc., is this pay as you throw program where you won't have to pay for recycled materials. Like if you have a recycling bin, even though they're extremely small, um, but you will have to pay for anything that goes into the landfill directly. And this is meant to be an incentive system to get people to, um, make less trash what this misses is that people don't make trash people well what buy it misses things. is that it's an incentive system to illegally dump your trash true which is true. what's going to happen yeah. yeah but it's also people don't make trash like their life is includes a stream of trash that is made by manufacturers of packaging and it based on their you know, uh, lifestyle slash their socioeconomic bracket slash where and how they're getting their food and their basics of uh, life. That amount of packaging is often more on people who are poorer. Like, you know, if you, and so if you're. And who work and don't have time to spend, you know. Yes. uh, Yeah. Yeah. And that the source of all this trash is the people who are wrapping stuff in very thick blister wrap or they're you know incorporating various unnecessary layers of packaging into their products because it looks nicer or sells better on the shelf or something or because they can be more uh brute in transporting it yes. rather than you know spent like wasting the 
resources on being gentle with yes. packaging. Like that's a huge element of what plastic production is just like, it's easier and cheaper to to wrap something in 800 layers of air filled plastic than it is to like responsibly transport it so that it doesn't get damaged or, yes. or hiring 20% more or whatever workers to like take care of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It to, through the process. Yeah, yeah. To more, more comfortably and, and slowly yeah. uh, uh, do stuff instead. Instead you just like, you're throwing shit at doors. Yeah. And I'm not going to pretend like they're not just going to pass the added cost of this onto the consumer anyway. Like, eventually this is going to be regressive because the source of paying all debts is, like, the people, right? Um, but it at least will make them double think that double wrap. And, you know, like, that might be significant enough. So, you and know, the other tip thing of is, the hat. The other thing from this is that the income generated by this will go into uh, funding recycling in local communities mm-hmm. that currently use taxpayer dollars to pay for recycling. Which is really important to remember is that the plastic waste created by companies is subsidized by your municipal trash. Like, your county is paying, is taking your money and using it to pay for the waste created by unnecessary waste created by companies. So like the primary source of producers, the people subsidize capitalism in myriad ways. And this is just one more of them. So (laughs) Maine, 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 we, we see you, we hear you, you're valid. And that is only one of three things Maine has done. We got a a wildflower uh, trifecta. Yeah, we do. Um, we were going through a bunch of them and it was just like Maine kept coming up. And so, so whoever's running the social media account, for Maine, (laughs) you're, you're doing a good job. You're, you're dominating the headlines. Uh, David, do you want to tell us about the school meals? Sure. So, uh, you know, as, um, as I'm sure everyone knows, uh, the black Panthers invented free school breakfast. Um, uh, a lot of people don't know that, but it's true. Yeah, and uh, and and there's uh, an increasing like um, really disturbing trend of uh, something called like lunch debt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> where, yeah where, very dystopic. Yeah, idea. where like children uh, are like not um, are like shamed in front of their friends for uh, having not paid their debt to eat. Yeah. in school yeah where they have to be according to the state yeah yeah well the number one lesson that the public education needs to inculcate in our population is that there's no such thing as a free lunch without <laughs> yeah. without that fundamental recognition it's a lesson you know um and uh by the way shout out to uh, seriously wrong they did a whole episode on the uh there is no such thing as a free lunch and they scientifically proved that um Actually, the reason life exists is a free lunch in the form of solar radiation. Ooh, <laughs> and yeah. That, and that ultimately, the sun being responsible for all lunches means that, uh, in fact, we're always enjoying a free lunch. Nice, yeah, I like nice. that. So, uh, um, so you, you might maybe when you were in grade school, you might remember some pe- some students, some of your friends were on a free or reduced lunch program, which. You know, I got cool. free lunch when I was a kid, right? You know, which is nice. You know, it means you know, like if you can't afford it, you get it. But then that means you're the kid that's on free and reduced lunch, right? It was always the shittiest lunch. Yeah, and yeah, and the lunch might be different. Yep, it was always uh, yeah. my free lunch was always different from that's what the other so kids got. That's so fucking whack. Yeah, I know. So that's so fucking up. whack that yeah. there's like a 
tiered uh, uh, lunches. Yeah. <laughs> oh just, just really instill that class system into oh them. Just real, real young, uh, as young as seven. Let's yeah. make sure that they get, they get the lesson. But now in Maine public schools, starting in the 22-23 school year, um, uh, all school meals to all students will be free regardless of family income. So that not only uh, uh, fights hunger, it fights the stigma of these means-tested programs, which uh, um, I hate means-testing, right? Because not only does it make it more expensive, it always makes it more expensive to, quote-unquote, like, target a, a, a program to just the people who need it. That is, uh, you, that means you're going to spend a bunch of money uh, paying bureaucrats to, like, decide who should get this very useful thing right and making sure that no one else gets the useful thing yeah this is is fucked up unaccountable government bureaucracy should only be holding uh kids in uh student lunch um debt prisons instead of actually feeding them that's fucked up yeah like (laughs) (laughs) yeah so now we have so yeah just universal free food in schools uh, we're the most powerful, rich nation on the planet. That should just kind of be uh, obvious that we do that. And at least in Maine, now it is a thing. All right. Are they still going to get the weird square pizza? I hope so. I hope so. I hope the state pays for weird square pizzas uh, and other really disgusting school food. Mine was school always, food is my favorite was always <laughs> that fucking disgusting turkey gravy mashed potato Ooh, slop that yeah, you would yeah, get. Yeah. Do you guys know what Around I'm saying? Where it was like, yeah. it was like snot. <laughs> and I love, so I would fucking, fucking mm, <laughs> I would eat that shit up like a little fucking piggy. It was my favorite food that they did. Fuck yeah. Chris, you want to tell us about uh, civil forfeiture? So yeah, in Maine, um, it now is illegal for the cops to just rob you on the side of the road and take all your shit. <laughs> Crazy. Um, which, you know, I think, is it the first state in the union that has... Uh, it's the fourth. Fourth. All right. So we're slowly making progress on this unaccountable, violent uh, gang. Now, now, um, now, it is worth saying that the fucking United States Supreme Court has already ruled that civil asset forfeiture is an illegal taking. States' rights. Yeah. But states' rights. But states' rights. Yeah. 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 It's like, the it, it, listen, the different needs of the different unaccountable, violent gangs that uh, have a monopoly uh, of the, on the violence of society, they have different needs. And some of them just need to rob your shit to, like, make ends meet. I mean, and, to, like, to who be, is the federal government to, to step in uh, and, and allow taking that? Taking food yeah. out of the mouths of these violent <laughs> gangs' children who rely on that... Uh, <laughs> $600 that they crammed into their flak jackets and like, you know, fucking clocked out and then went home and took out the Coke baggies. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're like, oh, this, this is drug money. Absolutely. This car, drug car. We're, we're just, we're just taking this shit. Now, it, it, so, you, you, not, you can't understate this problem, right? Yeah. Like civil asset forfeiture, which is again, stealing cops, just steal your stuff. Yeah. More stuff was stolen by cops than anyone else right like all property crime does not equal the amount of stuff stolen through civil asset forfeiture so quite literally the the biggest armed thieves in our society are wearing badges like quite literally but 
In Maine? In Maine. You got to get a so, conviction. So for now them to steal you must have shit. a criminal conviction in order for any uh, forfeiture to be authorized. And oftentimes civil forfeiture is uh, like the, the, the thinking behind it, the, the rationale for it is that, you know, uh, drug kingpins who are being held, uh, you know, awaiting trial or, or conviction. Um, if they, if their money is allowed to continue to circulate in their, in their circle, then it'll just, you know, continue to be used in crime. Yeah. But in Maine, half of all cash forfeitures were under $1,600. This is pet, like, this is petty theft, like thieving. This is like literally running your, your, your wallet, like handing over your jewelry. It's just, and a lot of it's just stuff that they're taking from you. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I mean, like anecdote. But when my stepbrother died, um, and my stepmother got his stuff, his wallet was empty. And he always carried cash. Yeah. Jesus. It's like the cops in their cruiser just, like, listening to Annie up, like, right before they, you know, pull someone over. And they're like, you see that man shining? It's a perfect time. And give up them goddamn diamonds. And they're like, let's do this. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that about your brother. That's so fucked up, man. Yeah. 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 And and the, on, the only, you know, chain of custody is with the Orlando County Sheriff's Department. Uh, so I think that we should extend this logic to all of the people who own uh, wealth created by slaves. If sure, we just why not? let them hold on to that wealth, like they're just going to do more crimes against humanity. I agree. Yeah. yeah. I absolutely agree. And, and you know where the modern day slaves are? Uh, the prison system. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We should take theirs too. So the cops have to take the prison's money, uh, well, yeah. as well as like every uh, we... you know, like Ivy League school. Uh, yeah, um, right. Yeah, yeah. Expropriado. <laughs> so fuck yeah, man. You you got yeah. The... You're doing good. You know you're you're a pretty racist state. Uh, <laughs> you you got a you got a, a tough history, but you know what? You're making progress, and we see you. We hear you. You're valid. Delicious blueberries. Love lobster. Yep. Yeah. Moose. Bar Harbor is one of the worst vacations I ever took. Yeah, that was a bad vacation. It's just such a shitty little tourist town. Yeah. But like, not even a good tourist town. I rode my bike to Wells once. That was pretty sweet. Where the hell's that? Uh, It's like southern. Southern eastern on the coast. Okay. Pretty beautiful. I'd like to go to Portland. I hear it's beautiful. Yeah, I would like to go to Portland a lot. Yeah. Maybe we'll do it someday. Yeah. Yeah. Someday. All right, but hats off to you. This is actually uh, an, an, a wildflower hat trick, right? Yeah, I think, sure. I think that's the way. What's the, a hat trick? I, no, don't I think know. it's like three. Like it's when you goals. do something really cool with your hat. <laughs> Maine, that's, you have a cool hat. That's kind of what I always thought a hat trick was. Was like yeah. a trick with a hat. But now I'm actually realizing that I think it is. It's a hockey else. thing. It's a hat. It's a hockey thing. I okay. think it's like scoring three points in the same. Oh no like, no no period. oh no! A hat trick is when like you you have someone in the penalty box and you score anyway. Oh, I'm pretty sure that is a hat trick. Oh. We're gonna have to. Yeah, right. we're gonna have to take a moment here to because you have five people on the on the, Listen, on the rank and you're down I, like four I don't watch and then sports do talk. Okay? A hat trick is the achievement of a generally positive feat three times in a game or another achievement based on the number three. Bingo! I appropriately nice. used it. Very well nice. done, Chris. Thank Congratulations! You. Thank you. All right, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Iron Weeds. We sure hope you enjoyed it. Um, 
and look forward to our this will probably come out before, before yeah. our uh very special episode which yeah. we're still teasing i hope you feel teased i hope you feel <laughs> I, hope, I, hope, I hope this edging experience has been enjoyable for you it, has been for us. Um, <laughs> it was really great like i'm i'm really excited to, i am too uh, i am too you know but it just it, it takes that much work because it's just you know it's it's just that special. Yeah, and collaboration is tricky. You know, yeah. so got more special. got more cooks in the kitchen, and it's going to be a delicious soup. Trust oh, me. Yeah. It's so it's so special. <laughs> and uh, you know, maybe you're taking some time off posting, but I tell you what, we sure are not. And you can find us on Twitter, Iron Weeds Pod, you, all the time, all the every day. Have we been to? I don't think we've been to. Not that, that much. much. All right. <laughs> And you can find us on Instagram. Ironweed Spot. And you can, as always, send us an email. DMs are open at ironweedspod. At gmail.com. Thank you so much. We love you. Bye-bye. Bye. Peace. And here is a little something extra for those of you who stuck around to the end. Enjoy. All right. I know. Steel. I know this is probably not going to make it, but um, just riffing more on this idea of the uh, international rap battle for the uh, the soul and, and future of uh, the, the people. Okay. Um, oh, it's got it's got to um, uh, have a cameo by Pitbull. Oh yeah, Pitbull. Right. Yeah. Mis- actually, that he'll probably be like the judge. Okay, yeah, Mr. Right. Worldwide yes. will okay, be yeah. the judge. Yeah, Pitbull's um, the judge. And, uh, but what, one of the things that the viewer is, uh, known to do the whole time is that there's actually a mole within the Ned, uh, hip hop group. Okay. And they're like the most talented MC Uh and they're talking all about like liberty and, you know, just like political freedoms and like, you know, like the free market will provide or blah, blah, blah. And they're like, but they're really tight and they're really good performer. Mm -hmm. But then in the final battle, they like drink a bunch of laxative and they just like poo their they shit. Yeah. They yeah. just like get their doo-doo ass yeah. and their pants like all over. And, and then, you know, it just ruins their bracket. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, it's yeah. just like it, it, you know, the other MC just clowns on them, mm-hmm. like, you know, in front of everybody. And then they get really embarrassed and walk away. Yeah. And, and then the, uh, the, the CIA Ned group, finds an empty bottle of laxative in the in the bathroom right and yeah they, and they're like oh they're like, my oh, god no yeah and they 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 uh uh um I, would, would they just not like shoot him they just like no they they probably like take him to guantanamo yeah you there know you go. And, yeah so, and then, then they, so the whole second act is in guantanamo yeah yeah <laughs> But, you know, he's like a hero. Yeah. And so everybody, you know, even though he, he shit his doo-doo ass right. in front of everybody, yeah. like, you know, he, heroes never die. Right. And, well, then he, he gets sprung from Guantanamo and comes back and gives the final, like, winning rap. And he changes sides. For the other side. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, everybody has, like that guy's face on t-shirts right. instead of che yeah and but it's like a full body shot and he's got uh-huh. like shit coming yeah out coming of out of his butt, butt. Yeah. yeah yeah but it's revolutionary shit now. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. now exactly. it's it's cool yeah it, he's like to sh- poop your pants yeah he's like shitting on like an american flag yeah or yeah you know? there we go. it's like a calvin you know like calvin <laughs> but he's pooping and it's on a, a thin blue line flag or something uh. <laughs> Thank God Brittany is in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> keep, keep.
keeps keeps it uh, all actually uh, listenable. <laughs> God, oh, what man. have you boys been saying? Um, nothing. I look forward to listening. Yeah. Today. <laughs> I get it. You have to keep all of that in. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'm just going to send it to both of your mothers. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs>